2: In 2006, two forces of Good for Business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team.
1: Get out of bed, drag a comb across your head, go downstairs and make a cup, and join us, the G-Team. Welcome to Quit and Get Rich, the premier network radio show for aspiring, emerging and experienced entrepreneurs, experts, and executives. And you've all got up this morning to learn the secrets of quitting what you shouldn't be doing, getting your head out of your assets, and focusing on all the key activities that will make you more successful. Hi, I'm Carl Gibbons, and joining me on the other end of this piece of string in the tin can should be... Carl Gould. And together this time of year, the uh, the tax authorities refer to us as the g team. Yay! Right. How are we doing, all Mr. Right. Gould? What's I'm going on? I'm doing
3: well, Mr. Gibbons. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I, I am. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Um, I, I had a I had a bit of a, I, had, I took the day off yesterday because I had a craft day. And, um, a craft day or a crap it, day? No, craft. C-R-A-F-T. Ah, I thought you was um, crap. No, no, it was definitely a craft day. I knew it was a craft day because um, I couldn't remember an effing thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now, craft is a very close re- relative of CRS, and that's when you can't remember shit. So oh, got it, got it, So right. I was having one of those days yesterday, you know what I'm saying, but anyway, got up this morning and, like I said, got out of bed every wednesday um and uh b- before before we go on, I've got to tell you, ran through the paper this morning, and um we've had the call called we've had the called um the CIA have placed an advertisement in the Wall Street Journal that, um, and it's headed a mission like no other. The Central Intelligence Agency is looking for a director of operations. Uh, well, Mr. President, you need look no further. The boys are here. We, we can sort it out. We, we can sort it out. I mean, really. Can you, uh, Dear sir, I'd like to apply for the job of Director of Operations for the Central Intelligence Agency. As you can see <laughs> from my attached resume, my career covers a wide span of very interesting topics. Like this job hasn't already gone. But anyway, it, just, it, made, it made me laugh. Obviously, it didn't make anybody else laugh. But there you go. Top of the morning. What do you got?
3: Oh, my God. Well, this will be – well, so this one will be an easy one for you because uh, you just had a craft day. and You like that, up-
1: didn't you? You, you? you like that. You're going to sparrow like that. I like that. You're going to no that. I have no idea what it is
3: still, but I, I, <laughs> I, I think I like it. Uh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because the uh, – um, you know, this – our topic of the morning, top of the morning, topic of the morning is designed to get you thinking. Right you, here we switch from the afternoon to the morning. there you are you're either in your office or you're on your way in and you know we're we're giving you something that you should be thinking about today. You should be considering as part of the overall uh Leadership of your business, and where, where should you be, where should your thoughts be, where should your mind be, at least if we can't control where your body is. So the art of letting go, this is that, that's what this is about, the art of letting go. And a craft day is perfect for that because you, know, you, you let go of everything. You can't remember a damn thing. <laughs> um, so the art of letting go is a hard one to get used to at times. The fear that things won't work out uh, that well without your involvement can be paralyzing. And that's why most people don't let go. They're like, "Oh, I've got to hang on to everything." That's why we don't quit. That's why we started this radio show to show you how to let go and quit. However, the fear is actually worse than the reality. You know, most times the things will turn out just as well if you were not involved, right? You don't have to have your hand on everything. That is a false sense of security. However. You do need to handle a little bit of noise that comes with delegation. Now and again, things are not going to go exactly the way you wanted them to. Sometimes they won't go as well. Sometimes they'll go a little bit better. And you have to be willing to deal with that little bit of noise, Okay, that little bit of complaint, that twinge from a client, that little bit of uncertainty from, now, you know, from time to time. So in order for you to take your business to the next level, that's what you, that's what you need to do. So, what level of noise are you able to handle, and then delegate accordingly, or I'm sorry, I need to use the technical term:
1: quit accordingly. Quite right. That's the uh, topic. the morning, my friend. I, I I love it, and in fact, um, <clears throat> I was up doing a little bit of a little bit of. Uh, Research this morning uh, before the show, and 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 actually, dovetail quite nicely into that because I was talking to a a client yesterday who has become obsessed with the term multitasking, Um, and the the net the net result is he 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 lets go of everything, he lets go, he he has zero compulsion, but um, you you know where I'm going with this. He um, he abdicates. He doesn't delegate. Ah, so he let, there you he go. let he lets stuff go, but then there 's no follow up afterwards so and, and what I mean by that, dear listener is i 'll give the job to Gould, and then that 's it. I just walk away. I forget about it and uh, but the, the, the fact is it 's still my responsibility. I still own the task, the job, the exercise, and if you take it right to its logical and end conclusion. I still own the business. I still own the company. It's still my name above the door. It's still my name on the tax return, and it's still my signature on all the checks. So I have to follow up to make sure that Gould's done it. I can't just abdicate responsibility. I can delegate. Um, and, and and every other word out of out of this, this guy's mouth is multitask. And um, so I, I had to burst a couple of balloons yesterday and tell him that it's been discovered and i I can't remember off the top of my head what what the source was um but um uh that uh it's estimated that uh 450 billion dollars annually is lost because of mistakes and stress uh caused through the term multitasking there's a 40 percent drop uh in productivity across the board it takes twice as long to accomplish a single task and you make up twice as many errors. So uh,
3: Sounds good to me. I'm in. What do I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like my
1: day. <laughs> right, yeah, right. You know, growth is a slow process. Growth, it, you know, it's an evolving thing. We talk about this a lot, you know, the, how businesses evolve. You know, you don't put a, a seed in the ground, and the next thing you go, you, you have a, 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 an oak tree. It takes time to grow. And, and that's why, you know. So um, it, it's interesting this thing about letting go. There's, a, there's the art of letting go, isn't there? There is a skill to letting go. You do have to let go because that's the only way you're going to grow. Oh, that, that sure. Well, that was almost poetic, wasn't it? I'll almost say almost you poetic. Have, but, you have you to know, let hey, go. The art of letting go. There you
3: go. Hey, Chad, we could tell him it's poetic right now because he won't remember it five seconds. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, that was poetic, Gibbons. That was poetic. You, you sound great, and you look good too. By the way,
1: yeah, thanks. Yeah, my mother said I had a, f- a face built for radio.
3: That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so the what what was embedded in that um, what was embedded in that last uh, little topic of the morning was actually a strategy. So, what I said. So, let me go back because I know your memory is on craft time, right? Um, so, the uh, so let's think about what I just said. What I just said was, "Where can you handle noise meaning where can you handle some of the uh, some of the Ups and downs or drama of delegating, so let 's take something like a simple administrative task, like you know doing the banking or going to the you know going to do the inventory shop, office supply shopping or um, you know restocking the cure egg machine or you know uh, the uh, hand, have, having somebody manage the cleaning of the office if that didn't go perfectly, could you handle that like would that be in your bandwidth of emotional tolerance? If the answer to that is yes, delegate it to somebody else. That's the noise you can handle. You say, okay, all right. So what's next? So you say, all right. Um, could you? Would it be okay if now and again your calendar, your appointment calendar, wasn't perfect? Meaning, you know, uh, you, you know, somebody. Um, um, made the appointment and didn't code it in properly or you know, um, it, it, instead of saying that you need to be somewhere from 9 to 10, they put 8 to 10 and you got there a little early. And I'm not suggesting that that's a regular occurrence, but now and again, if that were to happen, is that the sort of thing that you can deal with? If yes, delegate. If yes, quit. If no, then you hang on to that one. Go to the next one. Do you have to do all the printing and final proofing of your, of your proposals um, before they go out? If yes, then great. You have to do it, then do it. If no, and there's somebody else in the office that can do that, delegate that out. See what I mean? So, you know, we're joking a little bit, but there's actually there's an actual strategy to it. Any area that you can tolerate, uh, you know, you can tolerate having to follow up with somebody or talk to somebody about it, then you know, uh, then you do it. I mean, I I remember last year we our holiday our holiday cards and gifts um, went out. I never saw them. As a matter of fact, somebody a client had it. (laughs) Funny
1: funny that neither did I.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well well, hey, listen, you know <laughs> knowing your memory, you were definitely on the list. <laughs> right So a client happened to be happened to have made a, uh, a a run to the post office or had their mail with them in some level, but anyway, I bump into them and they say, "Hey, they hold, up the, they hold up the postcard and they say to me, "Hey, thanks, appreciate that." I looked at it and at first I was like, "What the hell are they showing me?" And then I looked at it I'm like, "Oh." This was our holiday car. Oh, great! I'm glad you enjoyed it. That sort of thing, and um, and so the uh, it, it was great in that um, it was great in that I, I never saw it, never touched it. Um, it was something that I uh, you know I can handle not having to have my hand on, and it happened without me. And um, you know it was just one of those things that the um, uh, you know that I can delegate out. I don't have to have my hand on it every single day, right? You know.
1: Right. I, I also take the same approach, and we don't want to go down another rabbit hole here, but I take a very similar approach to to paper as well, stuff that comes across my desk. And I've I've got a three-point rule. Number one, dump it. Number two, delegate it. Number three, do it. But not 90% of the stuff that comes across everybody's desk, you know it, my, your desk is the same, my desk is the same, everybody's desk is the same. 90% of the stuff that comes across our desk is just... It's just dumpable stuff. It's just stuff. It doesn't need to be there. It's not urgent. Um, I'm a big believer. If it was that urgent, trust me, whoever it is that sent it, it's going to follow up anyway. And that you know, if if that means money, then so be it. Um, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's that kind of the vast majority of it. We just we have these pieces of paper and then we just put them down. And the next thing you know, you've got all of these piles. So dump it, delegate it, or do it. And I think you can apply the same thing as well, just to the to to, to the the delegation area, you know, the, does it really need doing? If it does delegate it, uh, ultimately, if you, if you, um, if, if you're not comfortable with that, or you don't feel you have anybody around, or it's at such a level, then you can do it. So the same principle applies. Good top of the morning, Mister Gould. I like it. I like it. it, it well,
3: thank you. It's getting it's getting everybody th- <laughs> getting some good feedback about this. The uh, it's getting people thinking. It's um, I listen. I dare say. I dare say this will be our third show on iHeart. It's a bit this is another ep- this is another vignette like the Simpsons, I'm telling you. Oh, we're going to be we're going to own that ra- We're going to own that radio channel soon.
1: I'm telling you. Uh, um, uh, if we have if we have any more, I'm 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 going to have to relocate by camp. I'm going to have to do something. I'll tell you. The, but anyway, but why not? Why not? Bring, bring it on iHeart. That's what I say. So throw us a challenge, and uh, we could have topic of the morning. Yeah, completely, complete another separate show. Topic, of, yeah. But if we have topic of the morning, um, do, do we not have topic of the morning of a Wednesday? Because if they're listening, you know what I'm saying. We can't be in two places at the same. Well, I don't know. Perhaps you could be in one studio on a Wednesday morning doing topic of the morning, and then. Uh, which would come on just before "Quit and Get Rich, and then we put the two together. I'm sure, um, I, I'm, and I, I know Chad could do that at the push of a button. That's easy for him. Anyway, um, why don't we uh, have, have a, a couple of shout-outs and remind people about what's going on, then when we come back, uh, let's have a flip through the pages of uh, Hypergrowth Daily and see what we've got to chat about there. What do you think?
3: Absolutely. Love the idea. Love okay. it, love it, love
1: it. Can't get enough of the G Team. Catch this show again together with all our other shows 24 7, Just visit our website, gteamradio.com, or via our station or stations. Remember? Two now. Mr. Gould clearly is pitching for a third <laughs> uh, on iHeart Radio, We've got Quit and Get Rich every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Rise and Shine. And, of course, um, the podcast goes out again on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. So if you didn't catch it live, you can catch it again. And, of course, thanks to you, we now have uh, the Fix It in Five station where you can go and uh, listen to all your Fix It In Fives, uh, because we know how much you love that. So, uh, thank you all for all of that. We do appreciate it, because none of it would have happened without you, dear listener. Um, but you can connect to us at any time, anywhere. You know how that works. Just get your connected device. You can also join the tribe on Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff stuff and of course we always want to hear from you you can either email gibbons or gould at gteam radio.com and don't forget keep the fix it's coming in on fix it in five at gteam radio.com so mr gould what's happening in the world of hypergrowth radio we've touched briefly on the wall street journal what's happening in hypergrowth daily the most important publication online oh can
3: you believe it can you believe it and our our own little publication at that so you know the um uh, there's when we we talk about hypergrowth on a, on a regular basis, the um, the um, um, what it tends to be it tends to be is tech. You know, you read a lot about all things technology, and um, and it's one of these things where um, it's one of these things where it seems like everything in everything in the tech world is um, is, is are the companies that grow fast and. You know, one of our clients was on the Inc. 5,000. Li- a couple of our clients were on the Inc. 5,000 list this year, and none of them were tech. And um, you know, there was a great story in there about the Dollar Shave Club, and how all they do is they figure out that. You're going to spend a certain amount per month. And it's not $1 a month, by the way. Yeah. It's a membership site where they'll send you just your, your consumable shaving. Yeah. Um, you know, and it got me thinking about – more, it, it more got me thinking about how do you grow. And I, I go back to – it made me think about Amazon. It made me think about Netflix. It made, and, <clears throat> uh, uh, but Netflix more specifically in that dollar, you know, Netflix started out – as a very unsexy offline, just DVD rental company. That's what they did. All they, um, all they, um, all they will uh, do. All they ask you to do is walk to your mailbox and give your credit card, and they'll ship you DVDs, right? And over time, they said, "How can we stream? How can we create content? How can we distribute um, to you?" And but it started out as this totally unsexy offline company and just like dollar shave club but they're they're killing it right now because they tapped into a need that was out there um you know what they actually helped you understand a problem that you didn't even know you had to be honest with you you said you know you're paying way too much for razors and i never thought about it till i saw And then, then i said yeah no, no, right. never
1: I I-. never even, i can't even tell you right now what i pay for a razor i've no idea
3: right but when I go and buy it, they're right. It's always locked up in some, um, I, it's always locked up in, uh, some, uh, it's always locked up in some cabinet, you know, and for me to get at it, you feel like, a, you know, you have to ask somebody, hey, you know, can you unlock this so I can get at the razors? And, um, it's one of those things that, um, you know it's not a pleasurable purchase let's put it that way right. you know we do this we do this thing in our seminars where we tell people what are the top 5 complaints about every industry and then fix that you know fix that any one of the five or multiple if you can and then promise your customers that will never happen to you Right. And so that's what Dollar Shave Club does. They say they have all these funny commercials where the guy gets tased, you know, hit with the taser when he goes for, for a uh, for a razor or, or <laughs> yeah. it costs too much or he gets, yeah. uh, you know, he can't he gets hit in the groin, you know, when he goes to buy something. And he says, you know, and then the owner of the company comes up and says, it's like they almost don't want you to buy them, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
3: Right. And you're are like, the you commercials
1: are the commercials are fabulous.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, but that's not how they started. They didn't come out and you know jump on the Super Bowl. You know they came yeah. out and they they got a small following. They built over time. They got a threshold. Yeah, they got investment and um, you know they got some VC money and and they're uh, you know that's how they're able to be on T- TV and really scale the idea. But they proved it out on their own ground. You know grassroots on the ground. Um, you know, getting getting it out to uh, their customer base. So there's, so it's funny this what we read about hyper growth. You know, we we talked in a prior episode about Mark Cuban. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban um, saying, "Hey, listen, take take your company public while you're in the middle of hyper growth." But almost all of those companies didn't start out that way. They built slowly in the beginning. They picked up some momentum, and they took off. I mean, the same thing with Netflix, right? Net- um, Netflix started out just mail order DVDs. They were totally offline. Remember Amazon was just about books books
1: that 's it that was it. It was just a giant book depository online basically. Yeah. yeah
3: I mean so you know now they 're a behemoth. I mean I read some some ridiculous number that seventy seven percent of all online purchases are amazon uh, Facebook. And uh, I think Google, something like that. But if you think about that for a second, seventy percent, two, you know, three quarters of three out of every four dollars spent on the internet is spent.
1: Didn't we talk? You know, my favorite time of the year when we were talking about Christmas. I think I made one brick and mortar purchase this year. The rest was all thanks to Amazon. Yeah, sorry, last year, but you know what I'm saying. Um. Uh, absolutely, I mean, it, it's just so simple, so easy. They, they just do everything for you.
3: Yeah, and and there's a you know there's some things you can't buy offline. You can't you can't um, although you can order online, I guess. I mean, you can't have your last week. Um, and uh, you, know, you check in online, and then you just, show up at the, you just show up at the place. They don't take appointments, but you get, you get your name in the queue online. You know, It was funny because I, I was driving, and I didn't have this app for this place, so I call, and they're like, yeah, come on down. Nobody's, nobody's here. And I was literally on my way. I got there 10 minutes later. I was third online because two well, people had checked. I, I was third in the queue because two people had checked in online and then driven down. Right. you know and um but the uh, all of these you know this hypergrowth um you know this this whole idea of hypergrowth and this whole idea of technology uh many of these companies started offline not online you know and um and so it you, you don't have to be you don't have to be uh facebook or you don't have to be google or dropbox or an information or data company in order to grow at a rapid rate, it's just building that initial customer base and providing an impeccable and compelling service. Um, you know, uh, bef- and and that's that's when you'll tap into this whole idea of hypergrowth. I mean that whole the whole Dollar Shave Club really got me thinking because you know when I read the Inc. 5,000 list, I'm like, you know, I mean, look, it's all going to be tech companies. And then I realized, wait a minute, it's, it's really not that. I don't have to come up with an app in order to grow my business and grow it large and grow it fast, you know?
1: No, I, I, I agree. And and the the, um, the the business world and the entrepreneurial world is no really different to the to the fashion industry it has its trends it has its flavors of the month you know in the, in the in the fashion world you know the, the colors change you know every every quarter every season well it's just like that in the business world sometimes um, some areas some sec- some sectors are hotter sexier than others and at the moment clearly the sort of the tech thing is on a huge high but i mean if you remember um uh, in the uh i say if you remember uh, uh, in the late uh, 70s in the early 80s it was retail i mean retail was just it was just the sexiest thing on the planet the vcs were throwing money at and uh, i know <laughs> the vcs were throwing money at anything connected with retail i i wouldn't even I wouldn't even get a meeting today with all the VCs that I know if my opening line was this is a retail brick-of-mortar operation it, because it's just it's just not sexy. It's just not hot anymore. Um, so you're right. You don't, don't get hooked up on the fact that you don't have an app or it's not some supersonic online computer-driven high-tech uh, business that you've got. Um, it, it doesn't matter as long as it you know, solves the problem, delivers products, goods, and services, because the good stuff always sells, but you just have to accept the fact that when it comes from an investment perspective, sometimes some things are sexier than others, as they say, a bit like me and you, really, a bit like me and you.
3: Yeah, it's it's hard to (laughs) comprehend we could be this sexy, but we are, we are,
1: we are. Twins separated at birth, that's what they say. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's right. So there's this hot new company. It's I, I don't want to call it new because it's probably now seven years old. Um, and um, they're out in. Um, You've heard of Dropbox, but this company is called Drop Locker.
4: And, and this is going to yeah. be
3: the latest trend. This is totally unsexy, offline. It does have a tech component, but this is a company that puts lockers
0: outside of.
3: Um, laundromats and dry cleaners. Yeah. Right? Yep. So think about this for a second. Dry cleaning is a bit of a pain because they're usually open nine to five. Yep. Who, you know, what are you doing from nine to five? I don't know about you, but I'm working between nine yep. to five. Right? So it's, it's enough trouble to just drop the stuff off. But what if, what if there was a locker outside that I could just open up, put, you know, put a coat in, um, you know, and uh, put my dry cleaning in. And then when the uh, dry cleaning is ready, um, I would get an email or a text or whatever, um, and then I could just pick up my I could pick up my uh, my stuff anytime I wanted. Well,
1: this and, is in San and drop off anytime you wanted.
3: Right, drop off and pick up. Yeah, either way. Yeah. So it's totally all it is is a locker system. There's a tech component for the uh, for you know the notifications, but again, totally offline. Um, and totally offline and. Um, the uh totally offline and unsexy if you will, but totally scalable and I met these guys some years ago at a franchise show, and um, they're looking to get into the major city centers now Amazon will tell you, and almost every delivery company will tell you that the most expensive um, mile of delivery is the last mile
1: small yeah
3: right, yeah. right, so they say, okay well, we can get we could get it. To your house very quickly, but if you 're not home or you have to sign for it or it 's perishable or it's uh, has to be signed for or it 's fragile, we have to hold on to this damn thing until you 're around and that that 's where it gets expensive for us so Amazon is looking into this whole locker system as well because the drone thing all right look that 's a bit of a stretch for me i don 't see i don 't see us becoming the jetsons overnight, and i don 't see drones. I mean I know there will be drones, but Amazon delivers everything every day all over the place. I don't see drones flying all through my neighborhood, dropping things off. The, the privacy, the security risk of that to me is just right now the technology is not there. I don't, I, don't, I don't see it happening. It, that's just one of those things that's a, just too much of a stretch for me. Um, but the drop locker, I can see that. I could see everyone having a drop locker outside their house coded. I can see one at the post office. yeah, I could see one outside of the shopping mall. I could see one outside of the um, the dry cleaner or the convenience store or the gas station. that I can see because that's convenient, it's safe, it's private it's secure right well, it's- um,
1: the other thing that's interesting as well coming back to the last mile um, and there's gonna there is an opportunity out there I think we touched on it a few weeks ago um, Amazon and ups now are looking at, um, at at getting out of that last mile because it's the most expensive they're looking for private carriers to uh, to deliver the last mile so and it's interesting because ups uh, grew especially in Europe. Um, When they came uh, to Europe, they literally went round and bought up all of those uh, mom-and-pop carriers, you know, the the man in a van, and and that's how they gained market share in Europe. And now the whole thing has sort of come full circle, and now they're looking to put mom-and-pop, basically, and a man in a van back in business. So another opportunity there. Again, um, there is that tenuous link to tech, because obviously they'll insist that you have all of their onboard technology and, you know, the pick up and the drop off and, you know, squiggle along the, the, the notepad the for the electronic signature and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but that's just that's just business development anyway. It's not because it's moved to a tech. The business hasn't become tech. It's still a delivery business. But there is a, again a huge opportunity. I mean having a strategic alliance with a with a with an Amazon or a UPS that, that's a that's that's a that's a great start for 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 a startup, isn't it? That's for, for a new business. There are opportunities there.
3: Oh, there's no question about it. So the you know, it got me. It got me. Uh, like I said, I, I've been thinking on this for a while because it's uh, you know, it makes me th- and and for the people that are listening too, <clears throat> you know, start to think about your business and say, all right, what part of it. What part of it, no matter how unsexy, no matter how offline, what part of it can I scale? And yeah. all scale means is give it to somebody else to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I if I'm if I'm um, well, here's another good one, uh, Grubhub. Yeah, they are, and well, Uber is getting into the last mile. Yeah, what is it called, Uber Rush? Uber and it's a Rush. Delivery service. Yeah, you know, because they that they they. Excel, any taxi service or messenger or courier service, they are the last mile.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll pick it up and take it wherever you want. So yeah. if Amazon is going to just deliver it to their large warehouses or you know, distribution centers and then somebody comes, picks it up, drops it off and has to deal with that, huge opportunity. I can see that. You know, so look at your operations and say segment it out. Yeah. You know, we've always, we, from an operational and management perspective, we always say do a business process map. You yeah. know, um, Do a workflow or, or mind map, whatever your favorite flavor yeah. of uh, how, workflow is.
1: How is it going to work? The, yeah. the, in essence, that's what you're saying. So grab yourself a pen and paper or you know, find yourself a whiteboard and just map out how do you see this thing working? And you know it's the old old story. Once you put it down on paper and you take a look at it, it'll jump out. Of you if there are any holes there, if there are any gaps there, you know, it, it, it will it, it will manifest itself. One last quick one. Um, and uh, several people dabble at it, but. I'm convinced that there is a business there, but nobody's actually done it right yet. Let's take Uber, but let's take Uber for women only or a taxi service for women only. We all know, sadly, we live in a world that is populated by um, a lot of nutcases and sometimes women are exposed and, and don't feel exactly safe getting into um, in, into cabs and and public transport and all that stuff and want to feel safer. Well, how about feeling safe with another woman driver? And, I, and I, it's been dabbled with, Several people have touched on it, but nobody yet has really knocked it out of the park and killed it. So I'm throwing it out to you there, dear listener. There you are. You've, had several, you've had several opportunities there straight from quit and get rich, straight from the mouth of Gibbons and Gould this morning. Um, some great opportunities that are out there. Um, I'd be interested, be interested to see if somebody um, drops us a line because they picked up a ball and ran with any of the things that we've talked about this morning, Mr. Gould.
3: Ah, I'm certain they will. They'll be so busy. Making it happen. Uh, but, yeah, we've, we get the feedback now and again that um, here's what I tried. Here's what you told me. I really appreciate that. You know, thank you. You know, that sort of thing. So um, I love it when we hear back from everybody telling us, uh, you know, what they've been working on, what's been happening for them and, and how it's been helping them. So that, that's very, very cool.
1: And, of course, the way you do that is just to email either Gibbons or Gould at gteamradio.com. We're going to give one last quick shout-out, and then we're going into Fix It in Five. And we're going to fix it for Joanne from San Antonio, Jess from Las Vegas, and Sean from Baton Rouge. So here we go. Um... Just join the team, get connected, stay plugged in, stay tuned on, connect with us on Facebook or LinkedIn. Share it with your friends, like us, follow us, whatever those buttons that you have to you have to press. But of course, we'd love it if you liked us.
2: Five, four, three, two, one. Fix it in fives go.
1: Fix it in five, is go. Fix it in five, is the hottest. Send in your questions on internet radio, and they will get uh, they will get answered in the world. And today we're going to be doing it for Joanne from San Antonio, Jess from Las Vegas, and Sean from Baton Rouge. So I'm taking us out today with a quick commentary. So uh, you take uh, Joanne and Sean, and I'll go with Jess. How does that sound?
3: Sounds good to me.
1: Okay, Sounds here we go. Good. Joanne from San Antonio, you ready? i'm ready okay joanne says g team i have reached my bandwidth capability in my business we have grown over the last 10 years to a nice size business but it cannot grow with me wearing all the hats oh i wear these business development as well uh, sorry i'm head of the business development as well as the operational hat which should i quit first Sorry, I, I ah. dropped the ball there. I couldn't quite read Joanne's email. It makes sense. In essence, Joanne thinks she's, she's tapped out. She's grown. She's wearing all the hats. Um, she does business development and operations. Which should she get out first?
3: So that's interesting because Joanne's at least thinking right that she does need to quit one of the two. And you can't do them both well if you're looking to scale. If you're a quality of life business, then yeah, you can. But if you're looking to scale and looking to get beyond it, you're going to have to get other help. There's no question about it. So Joanne, you're asking the right question. So – You can pick one over the other. You can run your business and have somebody grow it. You can grow your business and have somebody run it. So, Joanne, pick the one that you like doing better, and then quit the other one. So, for example, if you're great at operations, um, we have a we have a client that owns a school, and she said, "You know what? I'm really good at the operations of the school. Um, I'm, I'm really good at the operations of the school. Okay, but." I'm not good at the business development side. So she hired somebody to do the business development. And, um, and that's how she grew her business. I know somebody who says, ah, I'd like to just drive the leads and I'd like to drive the leads and uh, you know, grow the business and be the ambassador for the company and let somebody else run it. So you could absolutely do that. So if you're great at operations, hire a team that'll handle the biz dev. Uh, but as Gibbons mentioned earlier, Regardless of which one you, you delegate, you do not abdicate. So you can't abdicate responsibility. You will still need to be involved at some level of the part of the business you're not running um, You know, from an advisory level and a decision-making level. However, it should get you some additional bandwidth. What do you think, Gibbons?
1: I, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. To me, just go with the bit that you're best at in, in, in essence – you know, what got you into it in the first place? And I'll bet you it wasn't shuffling paper. I'll bet you it wasn't answering the phones. I'll bet you it wasn't doing the uh, um, d- doing the, the accounts on a daily basis. You got into it because you either liked building stuff or you liked selling stuff or you liked developing stuff. And if, and if that's, that's what got you into it in the first place, that's where I would stick with. And what is it? <clears throat> Surround yourself with people that play at what you have to work at you know make sure that the team that you build are good people and notice and i always say this i didn't say hire people that um are uh, are are good at what uh, you have to work at um there's all sorts of ways of engaging with people i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but don't get but but in essence that's that's what you got to do so um good stuff good stuff so what what have you got for me? What what's what what's, right. what's what's troubling Jess in Las Vegas? Jess from Las
3: Vegas. I'm. This is a very good question, by the way. I, I thought I thought this was a very very good one. I'm considering taking on an equity partner that will be a majority owner in the business. I am the founder of the company and will essentially be giving up control of the business. So Jess thinks, have I just committed suicide if I take this offer?
1: No. There you go. Thanks. Next. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think uh, what
3: Jess is asking is, am I basically <laughs> signing over the business to somebody else, yeah. and they're going to either boot me out or take control or uh, whatever else? You know, I,
1: I know exactly where Jess is coming from. Uh, Jess, equity in the business and operational control are two entirely different things. So l- let me give you an, let me give you an example. Uh, the, the Steinbrenner family they uh, they own uh, one third of the Yankees. Okay, Zuckerberg owns uh one third of Facebook, but they both have operational control and so it, it, it just really really does depend on on the way you actually set it up. Um, you can take on a a majority investor as long as you have enough operational boats. Uh, you know, operational votes, operational control, call it what you want, to control the day-to-day operations. It's all about how you set it up. You need to consult with your attorney. Um, It's is—it's one of those things that you do have to set it up right Um, because, what is it, once you sign along the dotted line, there's no going back. So you need to get professional advice, and it is legal, and please don't go to a birth, deaths, and marriages guy. There's nothing wrong with a birth, deaths, and marriages guy, but you need to sort out and find yourself uh, an attorney that's had experience in this, can demonstrate their experience in this, and knows what they're doing. And they will help you structure an operating agreement accordingly. Um, And... You know, if they're a good partner, which is what you're looking for, I have no problem um, with them being a majority owner because you can still influence the day to day decisions because that's how you've had it set up, you know. And and that, don't forget, they want to get involved with you, Jess, because they believe in you, they trust you, they think you're you're a good operator. They obviously love the business, so that you know the world isn't out to get you. It, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you, you can all dial in now and email me. I can hear it coming now. Uh, you're going to give me the, uh, what is it called, it says the lightning in a bottle stories. I, I know all of that. But the vast majority of people uh, do believe in getting behind businesses because they believe in the people and they believe in the business. So in essence, Jess, two separate things, operational control and uh, equity in the business, two separate things, get yourself a really good attorney and get it sorted out. There you go. That's
3: well, why. the attorney. Well, the attorney will make sense of the agreement. I mean, yeah. you could, you know, they'll. <clears throat> they, they, I mean, that, that happens every single day. There's the, upper, the The important thing, I think, what Jess is asking is, have I signed my death warrant in my uh, own business and given away my dream? But not at all. Well, really. not at all. No. But it, that's what made it a good question. Is they they're at least they're at least asking the question now as opposed to later. Um, you know, so uh, um, that's what I it, said.
1: It's no good asking it when the ink's dry. You have to ask it before the ink dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of it now. Take care yeah, of it now. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Sean from Baton Rouge, you ready? I'm ready. Guys, I recently bought back some intellectual property logos, marketing collateral, etc., etc., that I'd sold to a company a few years ago. They don't use it anymore, and they've been dormant for some time. At the same time, I've been uh, operating my business under a different name for the last five years. The intellectual property I purchased back still has name recognition. Still, I rename my company back to the old intellectual property. Whoa, I love that one, Sean. I That's like a good that. one. It That's is. a good one.
3: Um the uh cause that now that's a and it's a tricky it's a tricky um one as well because here's what I'm reading. I'm reading, hey, I had this great business, I sold it, then because of my non compete or whatever else, I became Sean Enterprises or whatever. Yeah. And I'm still a pretty smart guy and people know me, and so here I am um uh here I am out there uh trading but I, the other company's not using the intellectual property, so I get it back now, either contractually or I just bought it back or whatever. Um, but you know, so which name should I run with? You know, and uh, so it this is a good this is a good question because it's there's no r- absolute right answer here. But um, so so let's throw out a couple of ideas. So, Sean, if the old company intellectual property um, in in the old days was tied to your personal brand, that so so like. Apple and Steve Jobs and Microsoft and Bill Gates and uh, Amazon and Bezos. Um, then that could be a good move. Meaning, if they knew the business and they knew you, that could be a good move. You know, bringing the name back because you can especially if, sell
1: it. especially if there's a good story attached to it.
3: Right, like Sting and the police. Yeah. Hey, we went to the we went to the police reunion tour. Why Sting was back? Like you said, that was the good story. If it was the police with a new singer, no one's going. But if it was, you know, Sting, because we all know the the police, they don't get along all that well, but they were able to put aside their differences for a tour. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, So the um, – but now carefully consider renaming your company or going back to that old name because regardless, even if it's a good story, it takes a tremendous amount of energy and time to get that story out and get the word out about the new branding. You know, you've got people are creatures of habit, and they don't spend all day thinking of you, yeah. even though you spend all day of thinking of you and thinking about your product and service and 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 how to you know and writing these emails to find out if it's the right thing to rename. Well, guess what? Your your customer doesn't think about you for ten seconds during the day unless they have to, and so you know it's funny. Gibbons, I I've been out of construction now uh, thirteen years. Thirteen years, and I still like I go to a family reunion. Like, hey, so how's that construction business going? And I'm like, "Uh, it's I'm sure it's going good for somebody else, but uh, I haven't been. I sold it in 2004. (laughs) I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I've only seen you every year for 13 years. I tell you the same thing every single year. But how much do they spend time? You know, how much how much time do they spend on? Hey, what what does Carl do for a job? You know, they don't. Right, they get they get used to the fact that for twenty five years I was in construction, so that's how they think about it. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you're oh. doing coaching? How's yeah. that going?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, my glass is empty. You must go refill. Exactly. Nice to, nice to see you. <laughs> you know, and you think about it.
3: You know, you you know when you think about how quick these touches are. With the people in our lives, how thin the, con- the connections are, um, it, it, it it takes a to- It takes a lot of time to get them to realize that there has been a major change, you know. And so it will take it will take a lot of time and effort. But it might be that might be well worth it. That might be exactly the story you need to take the business to the next level, wow. you know. Um, so, but well, so it could be a very very smart move what do you
1: yeah, think I, 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 the other thing that i think you have to take on board and i echo everything that uh, cg has just said um it's also a huge distraction as well um if you if it, if the distraction and it it will mean you taking your eye off the prize your eye off the ball um and that takes you backwards then that's not really so good so in essence i think what what Gordy and I are both saying is what's the upside and if there's a big enough upside go with it if it's if it's a little bit of ego driven then then maybe the disruption that it will cause uh, maybe not maybe not so much maybe not worth it um but if the upside is is potentially a lot bigger and can add to the growth and success of the company then, then go for it but um be realistic let let the facts and the figures rule. Don't let your heart rule is what I would say to that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. So clearly he bought it back because they're probably, that's a good point. He he, clearly, there's an attachment there. Sure. So, uh, which is fine. Fair enough. I
1: get it. I get it. I get it. So there you go. Another three in the bag. So, uh, Sean in Baton Rouge, we've got you sorted out. Jess in Las Vegas, you're all tied up, neatly parceled. Pat you on the head and I'll send you on your way. And Joanne in San Antonio, there you go. We've we've uh, fixed your fix-its for you and uh, we've taught you how to quit. So, as always, let us know how you get on. Please email and, and, and tell us if it worked out for you. And um, if you're out there wondering what this is all about, um, we want you to... Send us an email with whatever your challenges within your business at the moment. We don't want business plans. We don't want State of the Union speeches. We just want nice little two or three sentences, a short paragraph. In essence, what's, what's the problem? What you heard Gould and I read out today is exactly how they come in. And just email it to fixitin5 at gteamradio.com. Gould and I randomly pick these just a few minutes before every show. That's it. Uh, it comes straight from the shoulder. Straight from the hip, or however you want to say it, and uh, hopefully uh, we fix it. And um, if you don't believe it works, then just ask all the people that are on Fix It and Five on iHeartRadio because it spawned its own show. So there you go. Ta-da, that was a plug for us. Right, um, top of the hour, Neely. Uh, we've just had 50 minutes of business banter and badinage. It's time for us to take me out. Take us home. It's, it's my turn to take us home with a quick commentary. And here's what I've been thinking, because I don't do it a lot, but when I do, um, I like to jot it down and, make, and remember it. But there seems to be a lot of anxiety and switching around and bobbing and weaving and ducking and diving about business decisions recently. You know, when you're growing a business, it takes time. It takes time to build a brand, and, you know, it's it's a slow burn. It, it, it doesn't ignite and explode overnight yet. Yeah? I know you can all send me the lightning in a bottle examples of, of people that came from nowhere and became gajillionaires overnight, but when you think of all the hundreds of thousands of businesses that start every year, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. It takes time to reach a critical mass. It takes time for people to accept your business ideas and your business methods and, and your marketing and marketing. And, and how you grow and develop your business and place yourself. And, and Sean in Baton Rouge is an excellent, excellent example of that. Um, so don't keep, looking for the overnight success but it will seem like an overnight success um what is it uh victor antonio said on the show a couple of weeks ago you know uh, everybody thinks he's been an overnight success and he was what working at it for 19 years didn't he say gold something like that so yeah, didn't he
3: start out as an engineer
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so when in doubt stay the course um Uh, Take your time to think strategically about your business, but because you uh, get one single idea in your head, it doesn't mean you need to uh, stop everything, change course, and redirect your business. Think strategically, think tactically, think long-term. And that's my quick commentary for today. Show 180. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's it. Fifty minutes have flashed by. It's time for everybody now to uh, get off their ass and get out to work and start getting some stuff doing. And um, so until we see you next time, uh, this is Gibbons and Gould. We're wishing you a safe week, a happy week, but most importantly, a profitable week. Until next time, Gibbons and Gould, we are out. In
2: 2006, two forces of Good for Business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team.